0: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast
1: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host Joey. No chill, pray no. Hello, Andy. Good morning, Joe. Good morning.
0: Is it still morning?
1: It's morning. It's yeah, close to morning. It's morning. I'm
0: just gonna mute my phone there. Sil- put that silence on. Silenced. Um, well, good morning to you, Andy. You're back. What th- three days? Your third day back. Fourth day back.
1: So this will be my third day or no. Yeah. fourth.
0: I, you got back Monday. You've been back three days. You're starting your fourth day back. How are you handling things?
1: It's, it's a mixed feeling. It, it was nice having I know s- the
0: government shut off your power the other day because you had too many people over and you were partying. So they, they shut you down. That's the latest. That's the latest freak out everybody's having that the mayor says he will shut off your your lights and power if you have a party.
1: The Los Angeles mayor, Eric Garcetti. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. It it's ridiculous. I mean,
0: it uh, you, you and I traded texts about it, but like it you know, it's hilarious because it we are just in a battle. Th- this is a civil war of stupidity, and if you are a halfway intelligent person, you are literally Michael Jackson eating popcorn meme. Like, I am just watching. Like, he's trampling on our rights. And it's like, okay, also, who's having a party during a pandemic? (laughs) Like, you're right. He's, like, people do stupid shit, then the government has to do stupid shit in response because everybody's a fucking idiot.
1: Yeah, but I'm going to disagree on this one. They don't have, look. If you pay your power bill, you have no right. Of course you don't. Of course you don't. And I also agree... If you throw a party, which happened, and has been happening in some of these expensive Hollywood homes, you're also an asshole.
0: Right, but but the, my my point is that it's it's just stupidity. Like the 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 mayor's coming up with the dumbest, most you know, exceptionally fucking illegal rule of all time because. People are throwing 200 person house parties in their Hollywood Hills mansion. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? I mean, there was video from a helicopter of like chicks like twerking on people and stuff. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I know. I don't know, man. That's and then it's like the same thing the other day. Like I, I was telling you before the show, there's that video going around of the woman going into a DMV in Ohio and demanding that she not be able to wear a mask. Who goes? She was with her boyfriend who's like getting shit. Who's going to DMVs when they don't need to be there? And then on top of it being like, and I'm not going to wear a mask. How about if you don't need to be at the DMV? Just don't go. Well, who
1: would want to go to the DMV? ever exactly let alone when they don't have to go no
0: not only am i gonna not need to go to the dmv i'm gonna go and i'm gonna prove something i mean we even had a dirtball the other day a dirtball who was in our reddit page he's he's chirping on reddit because i blocked him i think last year after he was sharing clay travis nonsense and i was and he was like he he his final thing in his thing was condoms are for covid masks And, of course, his whole thing is, you know, all of his other comments on Reddit are he's a Trump supporter. So I'm wondering if he's still anti-COVID mask now that Trump's emailing people and being like, wear a mask.
1: Look, guys, this is my stance. If you're diehard Trump, you're an idiot. If you're diehard Biden, you're an idiot. Oh, clearly. If you have politicized the pandemic, you're an idiot. I, I can't. Two things can exist at once. I'm going to double, triple, quadruple down on that. I don't know why we as a society haven't been able to accept that. George Floyd committed a crime. He should be arrested.
0: Allegedly committed a crime. And that crime was allegedly passing a fake $20 bill.
1: Okay, well, he had committed a lot of crimes, so he had a history. George Floyd also should not have been murdered. Oh, my God, I just said two things that can exist at the same time. Thomas Jefferson was a... Founding father and architect of arguably the greatest constitution of all time. Good thing. Also owned slaves. Bad thing. Oh, my God. Two things can exist. It's not one or the other. And that is the that's why we're never going to leave this pandemic, Joe. It has to be one or the other. And people don't seem to understand that. And that's the problem with all this stuff. in my And opinion. you know what I've said? Good, good.
0: I've, I've gotten the whole, I'm thriving. I'm thriving. Good. S- stupid people. You, everybody's on lockdown. Good. I hate all of you. I hate all of you. <laughs> I, I, I'm, 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 I'm th- I play golf three times a week. I always wondered how much money I would save if I didn't go out to bars. I've been out to bars twice since pandemic started. Uh, I tweeted uh, the other day, Forbes has named me the 14th richest man in America because I've stopped going to bars for four months. I'm thriving. I don't have to deal with any of these idiots. And, and we do it every time, Andy. But the sports news, it's just still full of idiocy. It's full of
1: idiocy in sports. Well, I consider myself a logical person. And what I see, whether it's sports, politics, social media, all these things that we're both talking about, is illogical thoughts and actions. And I'd like to start off with college football yeah this is the idiocy i'm talking about this is exactly what we're we are talking about division two and division three football along with all the other fall sports in those divisions have been canceled for
0: a very for for two very obvious reasons one the safety of their players and students and two Because it makes them no money whatsoever or marginal money. So why are these schools going to put anybody at risk when it's not going to cost them anything? And they're just going to go do what schools that provide a good education do. And they're going to make money by having a tuition that's, you know, probably higher than places that don't give a great education and then, you know, they, people get endowment from alumni and from whoever, from donors and blah, blah, blah. And they're just going to go on with their lives. And they're going to have a school where their people are safe and whatever. And of course, Division One, where, and uh, especially in the Power Five conferences, where they're like, fucking education. We're here to play football. They're hanging on. They got their claws dug in.
1: So at this point, The following have canceled seasons. Division 2, Division 3, the Ivy League, the Patriot League. I mean, it's... A lot have canceled. UConn became the first Division 1 program to cancel. But like you said, Division 1... I'm sorry, FBS, the Power 5 are set... it, it's it's either safe or it's not safe like that's all that's all I'm saying again logic Let's use logic here. I can sit on a plane and fly across country, but when I land in Los Angeles, I can't get a haircut indoors. That's not logical. Division two, division three, Patriot League, Ivy League canceled. FBS acceptable. That's not logical. I don't understand this, guys.
0: Well, again, it's it's really not a matter I think of like I, I I think there's yeah, we have a lot of logic problems with all this, but there's also again, the we go back and and the reason I go back is because, you know, we have never left the first wave. The the, U, the US is the country that hasn't left the first wave because no one can be bothered to do anything differently but it, the the initial thing was essential essential supermarkets are going to be open because it's essential there is this there is theoretically the idea that traveling for you to get from the midwest to here via plane and not have to like take a car and drive yourself was is, is somewhat essential fair enough and that a haircut Isn't essential. Now, we can all disagree on what is and is not essential, but that's where we've broken it down. I can tell you one thing for certainty college football is not essential. But I was texting with you yesterday and I said, the SEC, for example, if the SEC said today, we've looked at everything, we're playing the season as is, we're selling tickets. We're doing, every, we're, we're just going, it's, the pandemic didn't happen as far as the SEC is concerned. Those stadiums would be full to the brim. Auburn, Alabama will sell the fuck out. Every seat, not a doubt. People who are scared to go, their tickets are going to be bought by people who are at the DMV without a mask on that are on the floor of supermarkets pulling up arrows, saying that this is all to control you, those stadiums would be full.
1: now, No doubt about it in my mind. I agree. And obviously, it is an economic issue why these schools want to play. But again, let's you have to remove the economics of it. Because if it's not safe to play in the other leagues, then it's not play, safe to play in D1. And And
0: also, if it's not safe to play women's field hockey, then it's not safe to play football.
1: And we've talked about this, right? I get that they generate, these big schools, a ton of money for all the other athletic programs. But you know what? You also don't need a bowling alley for every football team and a barber shop. So maybe, just maybe, some of these football programs like the Clemsons, like the Bamas, the Ohio State... The big time programs, maybe you shouldn't be spending millions of dollars every single year on the amenities for your team. Then you wouldn't be in such a whole financial. Also,
0: there's, you know, it, again, we go back to the student athlete thing and the idea that these are schools first and sports teams second. You should be able to thrive as a university without your two you know, your college basketball team and your college football team, you should be able to thrive. And you go, Oh, are we killing it? Like we're killing it when, you know, the football team is selling out every game. No, but we are still a thriving university with or without, you know, Alabama football. Yeah. And the point is, is Alabama foot, the university of Alabama will not thrive without Alabama football. The university of Miami, Miami will not thrive without Miami football. Like, Harvard and Yale and the Patriot Leagues and Division Three, they're going, like, what are we why would we do that?
1: We're yeah. putting
0: people at risk. We can thrive without it.
1: Yeah. Now the needle is moving. The Big Ten players have also joined and followed the Pac twelve players lead and forming a loose group of players who are giving demands before they play. So obviously these are all things in motion. The NCAA has responded by letting players who decide to opt out in the fall to retain their scholarships for 2021. So things are moving in the right direction as far as that's concerned. I think the players are wielding and understanding their power very well at this point. And hopefully they continue to do that. Yeah. Because the season's right around the corner. I mean, Big Ten, it's amazing. Announced the start of their schedule yesterday. They are trying to start the season September third. It's crazy. Two of their programs just ended, or are literally in quarantine.
0: Now, like, are these schools? Like, are they planning on having fans? No fans. Minimal fans. A lot of it. I mean, honestly, I I don't think there's any more. Like, any more perfect an example to show what what America really is than if the doors to college football games are open to see how many people show up. Like, I'm not a college football fan, really, anymore. You know? I don't have a team. I, you know, I root for Notre Dame, but, like, wh- I, I always say, but, like, whatever. Yeah. But I am a Mets fan, and I am a Giants fan, and I'm a Knicks fan, like, I'm not going to a game if the Giants are selling tickets this year. You know what I mean? And if they are, and if I do, it will be months down the road from now where there's a lot more certainty. I'm definitely not going to a week one September Giants game with the way everything is right now. If, if the doors open on college football games in September and people just mosey on in, I think that just shows exactly where we're at as a country.
1: I think it depends on the region. I think you're right. SEC country, maybe some of the ACC country. People are going to march right in. Definitely some of the Big Ten schools. People would be a little more cautious out here. But it really is just ridiculous that you're going to cancel some divisions and not the top division.
0: I just go back to the same thing. It's like I don't even believe. Like first of all, I, you know I'm pretty open, especially on this show, about how I just think the NCAA and sports and all this stuff, like the way that they pretend what it is, is a complete and total sham. But at the same time, so I, and I'm not really necessarily like a Title Nine kind of guy. Like why does every sport have to get the same thing. If football earns the most, then football should get the most. Like I don't necessarily believe in the idea that there has to be this like revenue sharing across your sports. But what I do believe is if you're a school and you've decided to cancel a sport because for the safety of your students to not cancel another sport because that makes you money is ludicrous. And kind of criminal. Oh yeah. Like if you're saying we've canceled this because we want our students to be safe, but we're not canceling football because we need that money. It's kind of criminal. You're you're saying you can play this year or you can't, eligibility, blah, blah, blah. We're gonna play. If you're not on the field, that's up to you. But it's like you're hurting those those student athletes.
1: A hundred percent. And I think it's totally shameful and the hypocrisy is just blatantly in all of our faces it's right out there they're canceling the other divisions they're canceling the teams that don't do make it. much money do you think college
0: football should be canceled this year in division one yes you realize right now i just want you to know because i i've gone deep with a couple of our fans you realize right now that you have people that listen to our show that just in that moment, just in you answering that question, are like, you're oh you're so fucking woke, and you're so uh, and you're so fucking you know oh that you're you're under the government mind control. This is all about the election, and you're a mama. like you just became woke because you think they should cancel college football. Well, here's what I think: two people who listen to our show.
1: Again, I would respond to those people what I have already said. If they don't find it safe. For all those other leagues and divisions. You're not immune to this if you play at Clemson, at Ohio State, at Michigan. The Rona still spreads. That would be my response to them. Let's get on a uniformed response. And it's not uniformed if you're canceling a few divisions, but not canceling the top-tier division. And that's what I would say. Let's use logic because the current status is illogical and it doesn't make sense. That's, a, that's what I would say to them. And I don't think we've earned it. I, again, I love that Sean Doolittle quote when baseball started. We haven't earned it. We haven't shown we can unify as a country and just get over this. Whether the, Whether this thing is exaggerated or not, I don't know. I. That's the thing. I don't have a big stake in it. I don't think you do either. I'm not one of those people who's saying this is the worst thing ever.
0: I, I I have said on this show before, I know with almost complete certainty, based on the science, based on the math, as a 41-year-old man who's in generally pretty good health, it's probably not going to kill me. But I also— Saw a thing the other day about a girl in her 20s, completely healthy, who is seven months removed or five months removed, whatever, four months removed from getting coronavirus and has no sense of smell or taste. If I can't taste food, I'd rather be dead. I'd rather be dead without a sense of taste. Yeah. Well, Joe, look. I'd rather die.
1: We're both worked up. So the
0: idea that somebody... Is going to go to the fucking Kentucky Vanderbilt football game, and through you know multiple contacts, I lose my sense of taste.
1: I would rather be dead. But now I'm a woke asshole. Well, look, this is what I recommend: some cushy dreams. Yeah,
0: you you got you just lit up a joint during this during this uh, conversation.
1: Well. Thanks to our friends at Cushy Dreams, which uh, is a new brand that we're working with that I love. It's THC Less Cannabis. CBD.
0: That, yeah, that's, confu- that's a confusing way to describe it. It's CBD Cannabis. It's CBD heavy. There's almost no THC in it whatsoever. I actually smoked some yesterday. You look on the packaging, it's like less than 0.3% THC it's just straight CBD for people who don't know about CBD it's you know the THC is the, where you get the high feeling in cannabis and the CBD is t- tends to work on you more physically the the body the relaxation all that stuff so if you don't like getting high if you're one of those people who's like oh I'm paranoid blah 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 blah, blah this is gives you all the the benefits of, you know, smoke a joint without all that headiness. Well, I love and, that. And and I had some yesterday that was like the relax. And it was just like perfect. I was at home and uh, I was doing some knee stretches and I just had, I smoked a little the
1: relax and it just felt, felt great. So this is the dream, which also obviously is going to relax you more. And I agree with you. There's some times where I just want the CBD. I don't want to get stoned on the THC. And this is perfect. And it's great.
0: And and even their strain types, their names, like it tells you in one word exactly what you're about to do. Relax, dream, hustle, peace. You're like, all right, I can hustle right now. So
1: Cushy Dreams, you guys need to go to cushydreams.com. It has CBD flower.
0: That's K-U-S-H-Y dreams.com.
1: And pre-rolled joints, which is what I'm smoking right now. They come in specific Indica, Sativa blends like Energy, Hustle, Relax, and Dream, which I just talked about. So if you go to cushydreams.com, again, that's K-U-S-H-Y.com, and use promo code DIRTY at checkout, you get 15% off your first order. You can smoke your CBD. They have pre-rolled joints. They have pre-packaged
0: eighths, I believe is what what we also have.
1: And here's the best part. It's cannabis that ships directly to you. It's legal in all 50 states. So you can get this anywhere. And for
0: your parents for, right? I don't know. If you should be smoking that grass, that Chiba. Be like, nah, it's just a CBD, ma. Exactly. You should have some. And calm down. Stop going to the DMV without a mask.
1: Yeah, and that's what's so great about it. Again, just go to CushyDreams.com drop promo code dirty for 15% off ships everywhere in the country and I'm real happy that we have some of this because it's a great it's a great little relaxation for me when I'm doing work
0: they sent it to us a couple of weeks ago before while you were gone I've been hanging on to it I've I've had a bunch and I've literally used it basically every day for the last couple of weeks smoke a little stretch a little they should have they should have a strain called stretch because that's what I do. I CBD it up, and then I stretch my knee out. You know, all my all my PT that I got to do at home, Just get a little CBD in me. Yeah. It's great. It feels great. It's a great great body adjustment. Yeah. I love it. Cushydreams.com.
1: You want to talk a little NBA?
0: Let's do it. I love the NBA. I've been watching a lot of NBA basketball. I have as well. Watched the Lakers game yesterday. Watched the Celtics game after that. Lakers did not look good. Lakers did not look good, but They're, they've clinched. They
1: have clinched.
0: Although the the idea of clinch is kind of weird because and there is no home court in the bubble. Like I almost feel like this the the bubble has all been kind of preseason.
1: But it's seating. It does matter. But why does it matter? For who you play. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, it matters for who you play. But like at this point. It's really like seating wise it's like avoiding the team that you don't want to play, right, or yeah do, like, but if you're the Lakers right now, who don't you wanna play, Andy like who would you wanna play last if you were the Lakers? the clippers, obviously, you think so, you still think it's the clippers. Clippers haven't looked great,
1: nobody's really looked great, minus a few teams. Yeah, I'd say Clippers.
0: Okay. I still think – I mean, I, I I think this Mavs team is going to be tough with both those young guys getting rest. I mean, y- you go back to that that the beginning of that season where I was all in on Perzingis on the Knicks where he was, like, playing MVP level, and that was the thing that they always say about Perzingis. Like, it's great, but let me know when he does it for more than 30 consecutive games. Well – They just had a break. He's looked great when they've come back. Luka has obviously looked great the entire year, and now a young guy. A lot of times these young guys end up running out of steam early. Uh, The Rockets, the big question mark for the Rockets has always been, how how does James Harden do this if you play him 45 minutes the entire year? Seems like every year come playoff time he runs out of steam. He just had a break uh the the blazers are playing well on the east the the east is a little bit different and also the bottom of the conference is obviously both on both sides those teams are fighting to get in yeah but for for the top of it like if you're the lakers like okay they clinched one but what does that matter we don't even know who 8 is yet
1: the lakers i was pushing for caruso you know he hasn't played up to the level he needs to, in my opinion. I mean, I,
0: I like I I love that you're a Caruso fan and you did last you did last episode. I didn't want to go too hard, but you're I felt like you were a little you had bought a little too much Caruso stock. He's still a very much like a role player. The idea that like Rondo's out and now Alice Crusoe's gonna come in and run their offense is like I know he's a fun little novelty. He's a bald white guy who hammer dunks, but he's still Alex Caruso, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people were riding the Caruso train.
1: Though, well, I gotta take an L on a player, the Ruther curse. Can't wait to hear this, Brandon Ingram. Oh yeah, we all told you that.
0: Everybody told you that from the beginning.
1: Well, I put this on the rundown, and then we got an actual call. I'm gonna play the call right now, because um, I think it's funny. As far as my take on Ingram.
2: What's up, Joe and Andy? This is Ethan from State College number 1 Half baller. And before I make my point, I just want to say shout out to you guys. I've been listening to old episodes. Starting probably two years ago, I started episode one, and uh, just been listening to that every single day, literally during this pandemic. I don't think that there's been one day where I haven't listened, so shout out to you guys for the consistency and the growth of the show. Um, I'm going to continue to support you guys. But, you know, I just wanted to kind of uh, to give a shout out to, to maybe one of the lesser appreciated, one of the more overlooked instances of the Ruth or Kerr showing up, and that's in, uh, in Brandon Ingram this year. So, you know, obviously he was an all-star this year, but uh, if we look at his numbers, I mean, right now he's 13th in the NBA in, in scoring average at just over 24 a game. He's Overall, in terms of, you know, stats between points, rebounds, assists, putting up better numbers than Jason Tatum, uh, CJ McCollum, Kemba Walker, Jimmy Butler, and, uh, you know, this all coming from, you know, just, it was not that long ago, I just listened to some old episodes where Ruther was saying, oh, Brandon Ingram's a bust, Lakers need to get rid of him, like, he's not, like, he's not gonna help their team, and I'm thinking now the Lakers are like, man, I wish we could have given up Kuzma instead of Brandon Ingram because, Brendan Ingram is looking like, you know, Ruther sent him on a, gave him a one-way ticket to the Hall of Fame. So, we'll see how that ends up going. But, you know, uh, it, it's, it's interesting in the world we live in today. where Everything, you know, we're not sure about anything anymore. The pandemic. We don't know what the news is going to tell us tomorrow. Everything could change depending on the day. It's nice to know that some things like the Ruther curse will never change. So, shout out to you guys. Love the show. And, uh, of course, condoms are for... Sam Tripoli
1: and Joe Barton. Stay
0: dirty. Ooh, little shots fired at the Sam Tripoli. So I think there's a lot of levels to this. Uh I think we we gotta start with first and foremost. You were always reckless in in canceling Brandon, Brandon Ingram. Like The whole time, everybody was telling you. He's 21 years old. I had no patience. He's 20 years old. He's like barely whatever. Now, in addition to you like hating on Brandon Ingram early and being wrong and not seeing the way he would develop, there's a couple of other things here. One, and this isn't a diss of LeBron James. I think everybody knows I wouldn't do that with a gun in my mouth. Uh, But he has a very similar role-ish. I mean, no one has a similar... No one is LeBron James. No one in the history of the game is LeBron James. But Brandon Ingram is now the guy as far as scoring goes on that team. He was never going to be that on the Lakers. LeBron is going to run the offense. You bring in Anthony Davis, now Brandon Ingram is a third option at best so he the idea of them keeping him and then him being this for the Lakers obviously he has this skill and they have he has this talent and they would be ecstatic to still have him and not have given him up but at the same time what it comes down to is again it seems like Lonzo was gonna go and Hart was gonna go it seems like the question is was it gonna be Kuzma or was it gonna be Ingram and a lot of people who are Lakers fans were excited that it was Ingram instead of Kuzma. I think Kuzma has not made any sort of leap that makes that worthy of a discussion. Well Kuzma at the time was a significantly better outside shooter and he has been trash for the Lakers. Yeah, he's regressed. Kuzma's especially regressed. Especially post bubble starting. His his outside shooting has been Suspect at best.
1: Well, he's regressed. You know, you talk about the Ruther curse. He's got that Kardashian Jenner curse. Didn't Kuzma date one of the Jenner girls? I I, don't know. I can't keep track. But every single one of them, for the most part, have been tainted.
0: But it's more of a slashing scorer
1: that But they would have had to give up Brandon Ingram in that trade. I, I don't think the Pelicans were saying it's either Kuz. Or Ingram? No, but a lot of people were saying Ingram's
0: a top five pick. A lot of people were saying this. We're okay with this deal provided that they hang on to Kuzma. And now people are looking at Ingram, going like, "Man, he's being so great." And what are we stuck with? Like, oh, we got to keep Kuzma. And like Kuzma is making. Been- if Kuzma was thriving, you're like, okay, we got LeBron, we got Anthony Davis, we kept Kuzma in the deal it worked out. And of course it worked out. They got Anthony Davis. But the point is Ingram has making made the leap and Kuzma has regressed. That's what makes the trade and the lack of Kuzma being involved in it and whatever because like at this point right now would you rather have Lonzo than Kuzma? Would you rather have a guy who's going to come in and be the point guard when LeBron goes to the bench, or be the point guard when you want to take LeBron off the ball? Or you have Kuzma, who's really, really, really not playing well? No, he's not. I mean, yeah, he's not playing well. Yeah. So that's where, I mean, but that's why I say there's a lot of levels to this, but the first and most important level is you were, you were, you're, 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 Get rid of Ingram at all costs. He's trash. He's a bust. It was always a terrible take. We try everybody tried to tell Well, you. look, we're like the kids like 20 years old.
1: It's nothing personal against Brandon Ingram. I just had very little patience for some reason. I think as someone who watches a lot of Lakers games throughout the years, I was very frustrated. This is up until this year is this is like the worst stretch in history. I don't think people realize that. The Lakers are always in it for the most part Yeah. since they've come to Los Angeles. They're the
0: first team since I forget who to go five consecutive years without being in the playoffs and then to clinch the one seed.
1: Yeah. So this is the worst stretch. I've been in L.A. 13 years. That many years without a playoff appearance. When I moved here, they're competing for titles instantly.
0: I mean, there was a point where the Los Angeles Lakers, from their move to Los Angeles to, like, wherever, they, where they were basically won every other year we're like in a finals every other year. Yeah. Like if you, you know, cause obviously there, there's a bunch where they went in a row. Remember
1: I used to have that poster of all the titles. Yeah. A throwback the old, old apartment. Yeah. I believe it was where that TV was. Yeah. When
0: you used to have, when you used to just have things taped to your walls, <laughs> your Bob Marley poster, your black light, your, your like your college, uh, You know, collage.
1: You know, I was thinking about that the other day.
0: Even now you have your childhood drawings, at at least in a frame. You used to have things scotched taped to the wall. And not like scotch-taped from behind. Not like double-sided scotch tape. You're just like scotch-taping it to the wall. God, it was
1: embarrassing. And this is relatively new. It hit me the other day. When Jesus came and painted my apartment, and I barely helped him, and he just got lit on booze. That was October of 2017. Yeah. My apartment has been painted about three years. Yeah. All the redecorating is in the last couple years. So for seven years...
0: I mean, there's video of us doing a Dirty Sports podcast on video from here, where we're sitting in your entirely the same tone of, like, tan. The 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 walls match the disgusting carpet, matches the couch. In front of your bed, your old bed, which didn't have a bed frame, it was like we were in an insane asylum. It was like we were in Arkham doing a dirty sports podcast. Yeah. The evolution. It took a while, but it's... It, it, what it took, it, the, the the spark was getting rid of that goddamn couch. That green, awful cesspool smut couch.
1: Well, well, Joe, you said the couch was out of here January of 2016.
0: I'm just saying it was. That was the ball rolling. It
1: took a while, still after
0: that. I know, but that was that was first things first. That horrific couch.
1: So, speaking of couch, Tug is so funny. Tug obviously was coming over here when I was gone. There's a there was a mark on this couch. He FaceTimed me, there's a little black mark, and he called to just confess, he didn't know what it was, you might be sitting on it, it's so small, and he said he was going to take the cushion back home to clean it, and I go, bro, you gotta relax. Why,
0: did he, he like, pen marked it him, like.
1: Something he, like that. Yeah. And I said to Tug, I go, I go, Tug, the couch is coming up on five years old, it's all good. It gets a lot of use between the podcast, between me, whatever. I said...
0: Bilbo sleeping on it.
1: Yeah. I said, don't worry about it. And it was just so funny because Tug is such a night Tug is like the nicest guy ever. He's such a nice guy. No, no, I want to take it home. I said, Tug. Because like, Tug has no clue about the, the former apartment. Right. He's wanting to clean and scrub off a little mark on my couch cushion when I literally used to live in a third-world country in my apartment. Well, Joe, tonight the apartment will have the TV screens going. I'm going to be watching Lakers-Rockets, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, TNT, and I'll be on the Stakes app.
0: Stakes is fun. I was on it last night during the Celtics-Nets game for a while. Um, I love it. My my favorite part about it is, you know, the Lakers, Clippers, the – The Lakers, Rockets, whatever. Those games are interesting enough on their own. The 40-point Celtics-Nets game. I I don't want to watch it. But I tune in and I watch it along with the gameplay on the Stakes app. And I'm betting on things that are happening every 5 to 10 minutes. And you're invested. I, I remember literally at one point at the end of the first quarter yesterday, it was like, will the quarter end on a... like?" odd or even number. First I, quarter, yeah. And I was like, if Gordon Hayward misses one of these fucking free throws, he better miss he better miss two or he better make yeah. two because if this motherfucker misses one.
1: I love it because the stakes app. when we've discussed this, it's like HQ Trivia meets Live Sports meets your group chat. It's totally free, guys. So download it. I love the discussions. I was talking to Bilbo. I was talking to Nick Delasandro about that the other day. He was saying how much he personally loves the app, and like you said, the real-time questions during the games are a lot of fun, and the best part is we have our own private group chat. Yeah. So I will be in there tonight.
0: It's like more than a private group chat, too. It's like a private gameplay. Like when you're in there playing in your group, the standings of you know the coins that you're winning or whatever is they're showing just your group, which was cool for me because I was seeing how the mind of certain dirt balls work. A lot of them were like go big or go home types, betting all of their money on each question, and then some like I'm in there going like, all right, I'm gonna use like 30 percent of each one on it, so I have something to play with. There was a guy I think Big D Maynard or whatever in there who was just going like. All of it, all in, all in, all in every time. And he was on a run for a while, and then it, and then it bit him.
1: Yeah, so join our Dirty Sports group chat after you download Stakes from the App Store. Enter group code DIRTY, and you're in. It's that easy. Chat and compete with Joe and myself, along with all the dirt balls during the live games. Plus, Stakes is offering our private group members special game perks that increases your chances of winning free cash, Everybody loves cash. Stakes is currently only available on iPhones and the iPad. You, again, play for free. No credit card or purchase necessary. And come at me, guys. Tonight, I'm going to be in there all game watching the Lakers, watching the Rockets shoot 400 threes. Come at me. Come at
0: Joe. Yeah. Uh, what's the, How do people get in our private chat again, our private group,
1: Andy? They just download the Stakes app. And enter group code dirty. Love it. It's that easy. And then if Nick is in there, maybe you can ask him about how he dented his head.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've heard he's got staples in his head. I hope he's okay because I texted him. Oh, he finally wrote me back two minutes ago. Let's see if he's alive. I'll get okay. He said all good. I'll give it a look now. I tried to I asked him to check out something for me. I asked him like. In the middle of last night, and then again this morning.
1: So he's alive. Well, he he has staples in his head.
0: And then you were telling me, I asked you, I was like, well, you know, he's doing a lot of stuff. I saw him out on the lake the other day, and he's out in the sticks, and you said he was skipping down the stairs? I
1: didn't really fully understand it. He said to me, I talked to him on the phone yesterday, he's like, you ever get in one of those really good moods? And I'm like, yeah, okay, we all have our good moods. And he was, like, running down the stairs and skipping, and he fell and busted open his head to the point of staples he needed.
0: How many staples did he
1: get? I don't know, but he said he can't wash his hair or shower on his head for 10 days. And I said, so it's like you're back in uh, yeah. my couch.
0: Yeah. So just, just cheese sticks and sleep for a while? He <laughs> said, so can you show me up? Uh, I'm get, get some cheese sticks. Well, cheese and beef stick action.
1: <laughs> that would be a fun bet. Yeah. Nick hasn't showered for ten days. Somebody has to lick his head, ugh, where his disgusting. staples are. That's gross. How much money would that take to do that?
0: Uh, I'm going a thousand dollars a staple.
1: I w- I was thinking a thousand dollars total.
0: Oh, I'm going thousand dollars a staple. If he's got six staples, I'm going six thousand dollars. The lick his head, it's gross. it makes me want to puke just thinking about it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty gross. Well, Prano, I want to introduce a new segment. Love it. I was talking to Nick, and he actually inspired this. We discussed my dad the other day, the one and only Walt Ruther, and how ridiculous. He put up a
0: great video of Walt.
1: Nick made a great video of us talking about him, so check out uh, my Twitter or Instagram, and he's got so many crazy quotes which i had sent to nick and nick said we you should cuz i haven't posted them on twitter yet and i will eventually do that but cuz you should bring a, just a few of the quotes to dirty sports cuz they're so ridiculous cuz nick has seen them so i just want to introduce a new segment called Walt quotes where i read you an actual quote that my father said while i was at home the last 86 days And you kind of discuss it or we break it down.
0: I I also even think that there's potential in the future for doing this as a game because some of these are so intense and sort of uh, like get off my lawn ish that it could be like Walt or school shooter manifesto. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it like get, get you remember the guy who like wanted to kill all the LAPD and he wrote like a 700 page manifesto. Like I feel like you could pull out some very similar quotes
1: from there from that guy. Yeah, my dad wouldn't like that too much. That You just (laughs) compared him to a school shooter. But these are just three quotes. We'll start off slow today. These are three quotes that my dad said, and we can kind of break them down. Yeah, My brothers have seen most of these. They've laughed about them. The first one is, he said, they smell, they poop, they pee, and they eat. That's four things wrong with dogs. To which I had responded in person, Humans do all of those yeah. things as well.
0: Yeah, that that's a very uh that's a very like that one could be like Walt or a four-year-old. Yeah. They poop, they pee. They
1: they, sm- eat. they smell, they poop, they pee and they eat. That's four things wrong with dogs. He's in this weird anti-dog stage, but I think it's a farce. Cuz the brothers have joked that he needs a dog. It would be healthy for him after losing my mom. I think It'd be good as well.
0: Yeah, but I mean, my my response to Walt would be like, Andy was just there. Andy smells, poos, pees, and eats. Yeah. The dog ain't even trying to drive your Mazda, dog.
1: Acura. Acura. (laughs) That's actually a great segment for our next Walt quote, but this is referring to his Honda. I'm going to be buried in that car Just dig a hole and toss my ass in it. It's cheaper than a casket. So to
0: this one, I read this, and it made me think of Hunter Thompson. Like He did an interview back in the day where he talked about how he wanted to be put into a cannon and blown up and and have his ashes scatter across the valley behind his house. And he, he described this very elaborate thing that he wanted to have happen. And when he died... Johnny Depp paid like five million dollars or something to make it happen. They had this glory like they had a pyrotechnics expert make the thing that he had envisioned and they did it. They blew him up and they his ashes scattered across the valley. I see this and I say it is now Andy and Andy's brothers. Literally their job. To make sure that this happens. Yeah. Like, do not let your dad go into a coffin. He wants to be buried in that car. He's probably, like, they love to, like, rape you on the price of a coffin. Bury this dude in his car. Like, if you guys don't make it happen, I will be disappointed in you. Well, a, I am sure that a there is a plot available where they'll put his car in there with him, right?
1: Yeah. The problem is his plot has already been it next to my mom, but... At the very least, put him in the seat. This is this is where this conversation put went.
0: Put the steering wheel in the coffin with him. Something. Get, this guy better have some part of this car there with him.
1: We're in his car, and I said to him, Dad, when did you get this car? And he said, 2003. And I said, you've had so many other cars since you've had this Honda Accord. Why do you love this so much? I bet you, since 2003, he's had at least three other cars alongside that. And that's what spurred this comment and you're right. Then the casket, obviously we just went through this as a family as far as the expenses of those things and he's like just toss my ass in it. And the mental image was just too much for me to not just hysterically laugh at.
0: I kind of think I kind of think you got to give the guy. I mean th- these are his final wishes, you know what I mean? This is what he wants. He wants to be buried in his Honda. You guys better make happen. Like, get Johnny Depp on the phone. Figure it out. Is he holding the stick shift? I don't know. I don't know. You gotta make this happen, though.
1: And the final quote from today, of today's Walt quotes, Walt quotes, goes along the lines of being cheap as well. He said to me, if they charge you more than eight dollars for a haircut, you're being overcharged. Uh, that like
0: that's just a wild number. <laughs> if he said $15 for, if you're being charged more than $15, i would be like, okay. You know, he goes to Supercuts, and he doesn't see the value. Like, he gets a haircut he likes and he sees the value in it. And he doesn't understand why you could need $8. Does he take a time machine to get his haircut? Does he get his haircut in 1975? Where can you get a haircut for $8 these days?
1: I think where he goes, Salem Barbershop, which is close to where. He lives I don't even know how you keep the lights on for eight dollars I think Randy and I used to go to Randy I think it's near that i, I I'm not a hundred percent sure that Randy still charges eight dollars but I think it's really close
0: I almost think it's disrespectful like I got a haircut when I was in St Louis I needed a haircut bad you remember when I got my haircut and I went to like an old time I found like an old-timey Italian barber shop yeah and I think the guy charged fifteen dollars. I I felt rude not just giving him the twenty dollar bill. I felt rude asking like even the twenty percent would have been eighteen. I was like, I'm not asking for two bucks back. Sure. Giving this guy twenty dollars. If it had been twelve, I'd have given him twenty dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it had been eleven like if it had been ten, okay, maybe I'm giving him fifteen. But like, how do you even how do you even give a guy eight dollars and feel about like I can't think of anything uh, I can't think of any service somebody would provide me. That takes, you know, 15, 20 minutes to do like like this guy makes 16 bucks an hour.
1: That's a great point. What would you pay $8 for a service?
0: Like, I mean, half the time you go, I go to the coffee shop here and the options when I'm done are like three bucks, four bucks. I'm like, you didn't even do anything. All you did is punch in my order. Somebody else is going to make, they're going to make me coffee. Get out of here with that. And they want, they want a third of the price of Walt's haircut. To have made me to pour me a couple cups—they're not making; it. it's already made. You know what I mean? But eight dollars for a haircut—I'm giving that guy. T- I'm still giving that guy twenty dollars. <laughs> I'm, I'm more. I'm more worried about Walt. Like, Walt doesn't have a concept of what it costs to live in this
1: country. This
0: guy's bar. This barber must be churning people through, charging him eight bucks. Hope he owns his location.
1: He does. Yeah. Again, I used to go to him, and that was who Walt kept pushing me to when I was home. Because, again, he hates the hair. He despises it. And he would not stop bringing up how my hair looked during the Mets pitch. Since we watched those pictures that he put on the screen again. Your hair looked so much better when you and Joe were in New York and blah, blah, blah. Kept every day, go back to that haircut from the Mets game. You look like a damn protester. <laughs> look like a damn protester. You hippie, oh yeah! And then I would wear the Bill Walton tie-dye shirt with it.
0: And he just he he just had he said summer of '69 flashbacks. Like, ah, oh, you hippies, free love—that's how AIDS started.
1: <laughs> See, he was never into weed or anything, right? I figured, but I did get a funny confession out of him. Not even a confession; he just was saying. Yeah, I was at a Jimmy Buffett concert, and they were passing around a joint, and I smoked some of it. It didn't do anything for me. And I said, that's the only time you've smoked weed? And I actually believe him, and he goes, yeah. He's like, dude, we started drinking and smoking cigarettes at, like, seventh grade. We just never were into that.
0: My dad didn't get high, I think, to my brother's wedding. And there was a few years in a row where, like, so my brother... My brother, I don't know, I think he's like 10 years now, not 10. No, his kid's like 10. I don't know. So Mikey's wedding. Yeah, Mikey's wedding. So Mikey's three years now, Mikey's 38. Mikey probably got married at 26, 27, you know what I mean? So that's, let's call it like 12 years ago. You know what I mean? And that's, so that puts me at like, you know, a little bit before 30. I mean, from my from the time I was in college, so basically my dad had... You know, eight, nine years where, you know me, like I'm if I believe in something, I'm not like I was pushing it on my dad. Like, I'm like, yep, smoke pot. It's a deal. He's like, you're a drug addict. And I was like, you have three espressos before you leave the house. Like you're a drug addict. You know what I mean? And we would have conversation. I'm like, you need to eat some mushrooms, dad. And he'd be like, I can't even believe this. And then he was at my brother's bachelor party in Atlantic City. And, you know, casinos, they never have windows. And we were, I mean, we were, it was like 25 guys smoking joints. Like no one even cared that my dad was there. We were just like, it is what it is. I'm certain that he had a contact high from just being in a windowless room with like a bunch of dudes smoking pot. But then at my brother's wedding, after the, you know, ceremony, we go to, for the reception and he's like, you got you got pot? And I'm like, you know, I do, dad. And he's like, I think I'm going to get high. And he was just like. It was a whole new world. He was like walking around staring at, like, he was gonzo.
1: Luigi was done. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He was high, and I don't think he knew what to do with himself.
1: Well, I explained to my dad. But he
0: made it till, my point is, he made it in his late 60s.
1: Yeah. Mid 60s. I told my dad, I was like, you know, they have edible marrow. Like, he was just listening. We were in the car. I was trying to explain to him. I go, you know, you can get it in food form. You don't even have to smoke it anymore. I was like, gummies are really good, and I was trying to explain it, it to have him. You just dosed Walt. Well, Who am I dosing in my family?
0: Everybody. I mean, two of your brothers have clearly smoked pot plenty. Oh, yeah. And then, I don't know about your younger brother. He has. Your, your brother Brad, what's his, like, bro? Has he smoked pot? No, five times in his life. Never, never,
1: never. Yeah, he should be dosed. That's what I. I had this discussion with my brothers last. My brother Greg last week. I said, we we got to get Brad stoned.
0: I feel like you need to get Brad stoned because I feel like Brad, and and you've even told me about it now. Now he's like going around mask policing. Oh yeah. Like I feel like your brother is like is like RoboCop. You know what I mean? Like it's not a matter of. Like, he's going to be the same kind of guy no matter what. I just think we, like, need to reprogram him for good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think we need to turn your brother into a freedom fighter. for Like, like he needs to be on our team because he's going to be a soldier no matter what. He's just, like, a born and raised soldier. He is. But now, you know, he's he's like, oh, but then, you, you know, he always seemed like a guy to me who was, like, he would be a Trump lover. But now you're like, oh, he hates Trump. He thinks he's an idiot, too. He's never been a Trump lover. Right. Right. I yeah. know. But that my point is. I think we use your like if you dose your brother, it could just like poof, open his mind. Suddenly he's out at like a, suddenly he's like organizing marches and shit. You know what I mean? Like I feel like your brother is like the kind of guy that we need to lead <laughs> these like these these protests. They don't have real leaders. They don't have any structure because the one side of the world is that structure. The other side is the fire. You know what I mean? I feel like we dose your brother. We bring over a leader to our side. Like we need a general on our side.
1: But what's he what's he leading?
0: He's all this all this civil rights protests. You think Brad's PD, gonna do that? Yeah. That's what I'm saying.
1: He's not gonna do all that. All we
0: have to do is open his mind to that being the right side. He's not gonna lose the the general patent in him. He's just gonna he's just gonna put like he's just gonna put a flower on his uniform. He's gonna pull a sword out at a Black Lives Matter rally.
1: Well, Well, he won't be attending those, but his big thing right now— But I'm saying
0: if he smokes a little pot, he will.
1: His big thing now is the the PPP loans. And I understand, because I'm just as furious. His big thing is, like, the Catholic Church getting $1.4 billion, or his local—the school he sends his kids to, which is a Catholic school. So he's got issues with a bunch of that stuff. So, like, that's his thing now. Because he is so anti, basically, all politicians— like I'd say, you and I are for the most part anti-all politicians, but he's next level. He's like fuck them all. Yeah, I hate these people, and I'm like, well, let's let's get to the bottom of this stuff. Yeah,
0: but that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I am with him on that aspect of it. That's why I'm like, put a little put a little mushrooms in his coffee. The next thing <laughs> you know, we got we got like a Robo Cop on like the 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 freedom side of the platform.
1: Yeah. There there could be some work here. Yeah. It could we be need done in general. Yeah. So, I saw this story, you know me and my Wall Street Journal every day. This one made me laugh. Especially that we are in the middle of a uh the economic depression basically. Right. They are creating a Disneyland of football.
0: I don't even know what that means.
1: Up in Canton, Ohio. Right. So, you see this picture? Yeah. So, they redid the Football Hall of Fame stadium. Right. And now, a former Disney exec is creating a football-themed water park, hotels, retail space, and apartments on a $300 million development up in Canton, Ohio. A football-themed water park.
0: I was hoping that there'd be like more, even more of like amusement park style. Like, you know, when you go to like Universal, you can like ride in the DeLorean and yeah. you're like, oh man, this is like what it would be like if I was in Back to the Future. Like, I would love to go on a thing and like it makes you feel what it's like to have CTE. You're like, <laughs> you stand on line for an hour and the next thing you know, you're like shaking and rocking around. Football amusement park. What I like does a it. water park have to do with football? You're just going to be sliding out of a. Giant Gatorade bucket, you're gonna be It's a good question. But cool. Have you been up there, by the way? Canton Ohio? No, I've not. It's a real dump. You here is a terrible confession. I've never been to Cooperstown. I haven't either. I mean, but you've been to Canton, Ohio. You're from Ohio. Exactly. I'm from New York. I never went to Co- I never went to the Baseball Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, that is crazy. I am shocked
0: about like that. Two, I think it's like two hours from where I grew up. That's yeah, it. Like the idea that I didn't ever get in the car Ooh. in high school or college, just be like, guys, we're going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Kind of ridiculous. It is. I've never been to the Statue of Liberty either, but I don't even want to see that. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Canton's a real dump. It. And it's been a while, so maybe it's changed. But it's just one of those areas that it's still funny to me and I understand the history of why the Football Hall of Fame is there. But the Football Hall of Fame is a very lame it was a lame experience for me when I went. it's just it's it's small and it, i I don't know. Why Canton Ohio? And it's something to do with the history of, of football starting there. And obviously Paul Brown, who started the Browns and then the Bengals he was from nearby Massillon, Ohio. And he's like the found one of the basically one of football's founding fathers. And then his son ruined it. I mean, you got a lot of Hall of
0: Fames just in Ohio. You got a rock and roll Hall of Fame in Ohio, the football Hall of Fame. As far as America goes, two big Hall of Fames in Ohio.
1: The college football used to be in Ohio as well. Until the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. They they used to be uh out there on uh god what was the name of that what was that like Galbraith Road yeah it used to be right out there right by me not like 20 25 30 minutes from where my parents house is
0: yeah i don't know why i've never been to any of the hall of fame springfield uh springfield massachusetts where the basketball hall of fame is also not that far from us probably also like 2 hours from where i grew up never been to any hall of fame never i was in a- cleveland didn't go to the rock and roll hall of fame
1: we need we need a, we need a you know, speaking of, of, of that. Tour. We need to do our dirty sports hall of fame.
0: Yeah, I know. We need to get these bobbleheads made.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: How many members we have now?
1: Three. Mitch, Stanga, CT, and CT and Stanga.
0: It's a solid crew. All it's, straight white males. I, I, or, I wasn't gonna. I, mean, I was just gonna say. I wa- it. actually. I I don't want to speak for any of them. I've met Mrs. Mitch. I've met. CT's wife, wife. He's married now. Yes. Right? Um, Stanga, I've hung out with, and you know, just his time at Hoosier Girls makes me think that he's <laughs> he's straight. But I don't want to speak for uh, speak for any of them. Maybe they all, maybe they are. You know, here's adventurous. What,
1: here's what I think we do. We have a we have a ceremony with our three dirt ball Hall of Famers, and the ceremony is commenced with everyone. Tip in the glasses. We make a cheers to some Miller Lite. The
0: best. The best way to celebrate your induction to the Hall of Fame. The gold jacket and a golden Pilsner. I love Miller Lite. Andy, I'm out of coffee. I should probably get a Miller Lite.
1: You can get one if you want. Or or you can stay put right now. Okay. Whatever you want to do. I know you're sitting next to our amazing Miller Lite fridge. Which
0: you, like... I can't believe that this thing still sits here unplugged. i I might have. To, I might have to take this thing from you. Yeah. Yeah. This thing. This thing should be stocked with
1: Miller Lite. I agree. It really should, guys. Guys, Miller Lite, Great taste with only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs. However, you and your friends are enjoying Miller time this summer, you can have the original light beer delivered by going to MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports and find the delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. So once again, we have our own link now with our friends at Miller Lite. I encourage all the dirt balls to use it. MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports. It will show you where all the Miller Lite is in your area?
0: Locations you can go get it. Places that will deliver it to you. You know, services that will deliver it to you. We have. I gotta say, Andy, we this is the, the you know our our relationship with Miller Light started long before Miller Light even knew about it. You know, the Dirt Balls have for years been sharing their Miller Light drinking with us, and we in turn shared it with Miller Light, who's come aboard officially. No, all of that. All got us to this point but there has never been a better way truly to show your support for the dirty sports podcast and your love of beer than going to millerlight.com forward slash dirty sports and just order some Miller light to come over invite that Miller light over yeah I'm, I'm I'm gonna do it I'm the second I leave here today because I'm running low on some Miller lights I think I got three left in the fridge at home. I'm going to order some Miller Lights, millerlight.com forward slash dirty sports. Guys, do it. Send us a screenshot of your order. Send us your you drinking your Miller Light after it arrives via delivery. Don't go out. Don't venture out into the world right now. You don't need it. Go to millerlight.com forward slash dirty sports. Order it to be delivered. The easiest way, the 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 path to a gold jacket is paved. In golden pilsners, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a golden road like the Wizard of Oz. It's a golden river, a golden river Ooh. of the greatest American pilsner. Hop on the raft that is the Dirty Sports Podcast and ride it to a gold jacket.
1: Get me thirsty over here. Ride Joe. the
0: river of
1: Miller Lite. You know who I think should jump in the Ohio River and just ride it <laughs> until it goes out. Through the Mississippi and down to the Gulf is the Reds manager. Okay,
0: I, I was, I was, I was gonna ask if I could guess. I was gonna guess Rob Manford, but you're getting more specific in baseball. The Reds manager, David Bell, correct of the famous baseball bells, correct. There's a Buddy Bell, there's a David Bell, there's a Gus Bell, Gus Bell, Mike Bell. When well, there was a, uh, yeah, there's a lot of bells. It's like the bells and the boons. Or like the, uh, you know, and they're
1: both connected to Cincinnati, exactly. which is crazy. Yeah, I, I, I just, you know, and I know you do, you and I do this every year. I can't handle the micromanaging. I just can't do it. I, I don't get it.
0: Oh, I, I get it. I know why. It's the, it's the worst thing that has ever happened. It's, it's Moneyball on steroids. It's the analytics have taken over. These managers basically have to sign a deal saying that they will listen to the computer and do what the computer
1: says. But I tweeted this out the other day, obviously, because I was watching... Hal
0: is running your favorite baseball team?
1: I was watching the the Reds game, the Reds-Indians uh, game.
0: Alexa, when should I take my pitcher out, is basically what's happening.
1: But this isn't just a Reds problem, or... Right. This is all the teams... This is what I tweeted out, and I think it's a legitimate... Complaint and discussion. I don't understand it. Do these managers not believe in momentum? I, I've never seen on across this across sports. Normally, the coach or the manager, whoever's calling the shots, follows momentum. If a guy's pitching well, I don't care if he has ninety pitches through six innings. If he's pitching well, you leave him in the game.
0: There's, I mean, there's momentum. There's also you know just having a relationship with your players and saying. How do you feel, and do you want to keep going, and do you not want to keep going obviously there was the there was the very famous as a Mets fan uh end of the twenty fifteen World Series where you know they were gonna take Harvey out, he demanded he stay in he blew the game, but like i I always say it never should have gotten there. The guy was pitching great, I feel like they put in his head that he shouldn't be Superman, that he shouldn't be the Dark Knight by being like, we're going to take you out, and then him having to argue his way back in. I understand young pitchers with arm trouble and blah, 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 and, but this has gone so far that what, I, and I've said it before, the pussification of baseball, every young pitcher now has arm surgery, every young pitcher has an arm problem because they get babied the whole way through. Well, They're this- never not babied. Nolan Ryan pitched until he was in his 50s. Just going to bring him up. He once threw a complete game. I believe he was a complete game loss. He pitched 15 innings of a complete game loss. He threw 235 pitches in a
1: game. Now, I know, obviously, Nolan Ryan is an outlier. He's one of the best. So cut it in half. (laughs) Yeah, he's one of the best of all time. Guys can't throw 115
0: pitches anymore. No matter if it's 235 pitches in a game.
1: But again, our our training, our diets, everything is better now. So you should be more equipped to pitch longer. I I don't understand this. I just don't get it.
0: It's not even really a matter of pitching like pitching longer isn't thing. it's it's like the idea that guys Is it okay. cuz guys
1: are throwing harder now?
0: It's, it's that guys are just they, – they're so worried about these guys getting hurt because of their investments and whatever. But the problem is – and you can look at this. The problem is they all end up getting hurt, all of them. Name a guy who hasn't had arm surgery at this point. Every guy has had arm surgery. It's because they get
1: babied. And I feel like guys get preemptive Tommy John surgery.
0: Yeah. There's also – this This is now something that is starting at a very, very low level. Now you're getting sport. You know, specialty sports. Kids don't play sports anymore. Oh, I'm a good baseball player. Well, that's it. Only play baseball for the rest of your life. Play baseball. Meanwhile, we have Patrick Mahomes, who is lighting up the NFL to a degree we've never seen from a quarterback because sometimes he'll be running and he's a shortstop off balance in the hole and he's sidearming a ball. He's backhand flipping a double play flip. He's doing... There are so much baseball angle arm angles in Patrick Mahomes' game. And it's because he played baseball growing up. His father was a baseball player. There's video of him playing baseball into high school. And he was drafted. Yeah. this The sports specialty, the babying of these young prospects, and they all get whatever. And it, it does kill momentum. And it also kills the belief in young pitchers that they can go eight, nine innings.
1: And not even just starters. If a reliever comes in and he strikes out two out of three batters, why are you taking him out the next inning? I, like, like
0: I because then they got to use him for tomorrow, which is a whole other thing in baseball. It's like you have w- you play to win the game. Worry about today, on now, and then figure out tomorrow. And I agree. That happens in doubleheaders all the time. I agree. Where like you run through a guy's and then you go, Oh, well now we gotta pitch this guy this way. Just play figure out tomorrow tomorrow. I agree. Now there's long term bullpen management. You don't pitch a guy seven out of seven days out of your bullpen, but but I'd rather him go two innings today and take a day off tomorrow than go, oh, he's gonna pitch one inning five times a week with two days off. That's not how you win.
1: We're also in a sixty game season. There should be zero micromanaging of pitchers on such a shortened season. That's the biggest mind-blowing thing for me. If a guy is wheeling and dealing, it's a 60-game season. How many starts? That means you're only going to get 12 starts out of your starting pitchers in a 60-game season. Why on earth are you yanking a guy? Like when I'm watching that Reds game. Because the
0: computer tells them to. The, the analytics in baseball have gone too far.
1: Condoms are for the computers, telling you that. Well, and 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 what's surprising is the the David Bells, the um, the Dave Roberts. These are former players, like, but, like, but, like and, and people point to
0: the Dave Roberts' success as proof that no, the analytics work. Yeah, the, anal- uh, the analytics work. And how many rings do the Dodgers have? With the best team in baseball. For X amount of years, how many do they have? But why
1: are they have zero guys who played the game? You played you as as a former professional athlete. You understand the power of momentum. You understand the power of trusting your. Dave
0: Roberts is the walking embodiment of momentum. The Boston Red Sox broke the curse completely down. The Dave Roberts stealing second base was the life. There was the spark that lit the fire that ended a 100-year-old curse. He's the walking embodiment of momentum. And he's like, well, computer says, Kershaw's done. Kershaw's done. I'm going to take him out. But I'm going to let him hit for himself first. And then I'm going to take him out because I'm a fucking idiot.
1: If I'm a coach at any level, you got to go with just trusting your, g- like, I think more times than not, you trust your
0: gut. But he doesn't, those guys, again, they're not even allowed to. They're not allowed to trust. Dave Roberts as a deal with the devil. He goes by the book or he's gone, I'm assuming. It's terrible. Sometimes when you're playing blackjack, you get the 50-50 balls. You get? Well, you know what? I feel like there's been a lot of face cards. I'm going to take a hit. Yeah. Like you sometimes you got to go with your gut. You got to split cards to get dangerous. Sure. You can't you go by the book. The casino is is set up to win. If you're not doubling down, if you're not splitting, you're not going to win in the long run. You got to get hot. That's how you win. You got to get hot and walk away at the right time. By the book is the safe way to play, but it's still stacked against you to lose. The odds are in the casino's favor. That's why they build casinos. So going by the computer is a terrible way to win. Long term, it's going to lose you less, but it's not about losing less. It's about winning.
1: Yeah. God, it's so frustrating to watch. It's crazy because, obviously, I am not an expert. But I also know when you watch these games, it goes back to what I was preaching in the beginning part of the show. Just logic. Like, the logic tells you, oh, this guy's retired 10 batters in a row. He's given up one hit in six innings. I'm not pulling him. Like, that's the logical thing to do.
0: Now, every case isn't the same. Again, if a guy's not... Feeling well or whatever, but like, you know, I as a Mets fan, I see this all the time with Jacob Degrom. Jacob Degrom is the best pitcher in baseball. It's not a question. It's not a question. The amount of games he's been pulled out of because he hits some completely made up pitching number, and then they go on and blow it. It's ridiculous.
1: I'm gonna Google. I want to know the history of the pitch count, how it started, who started it. I'm sure there's YouTube videos out there on it. I want to know where this whole thing was created. Yeah. Because it is ruining baseball on top of Rob Manfred. Right. Who now said a couple hours after Monday's episode, he's basically saying there's a good chance not every team's going to play 60 games? What?
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean I think it's a certainty at this point that not every team is going to play 60 games. And the idea of somebody missing the playoffs because somebody plays 8 or 10 less games than them and has a better winning percentage is ludicrous. It's honestly at this point it's almost strategy. Right? If you're the Marlins, they they didn't play, they come back. I think they're 5 and 1 now. If they keep up a hot start, why not just say, uh, another flame up? Let's take another couple weeks off, come back, win a couple more games because all our pitching staff is rested, and go into the playoffs 12 and 3.
1: The Marlins are 5 and 1. Yeah. The Mets have played 13 games. Yep. The Braves have played 13 games. They've played six. Are the Mets, five and eight? Yeah. The Phillies have played six. I mean, look, look at this division, guys. This is where we're at right now. The Marlins have played six games. The Braves have played 13. The Nationals, nine. The Phillies, six. The Mets, 13.
0: So St- the Mets have as many wins as the Marlins, and the Marlins are in first place, and the Mets are in last place.
1: Correct. Bro, the St. Louis Cardinals have played five games. Yeah. Five you should have a loss if you can't play because of corona you you, sh- that should be a loss because the Marlins they all went to the nightclub the but the car- then
0: the problem becomes. Oh, Oh, now we're punishing these guys. You should. Now they should play because if they're going to get a loss anyway, why not make them play? Don't even say you've got it. Don't say you tested. Blah, 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 blah. The
1: Cardinals players went to the casino. The Marlins players went to the nightclub. This is how this all spread. There was lack of responsibility. You should get a loss. Dude, this is absurd to think you're not going to have to play as many games as somebody. What again? Logic. We are living in the most illogical time ever. People are so stupid. I'm, I'm doing full blinking guy meme,
0: nonstop. You know what I do, Andy? I'm like, I know that your return to Los Angeles is fresh. You've got to be out like. You've got to be able to turn it off. I sit at home. I smoke some cushy. I order some Miller lights. i MillerLight.com forward slash dirty sports. And I just go, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's been the Joe Prano mantra for no for Corona. I'm done. It is what it is. I'm done with that. I am leaving the neighborhood. It is what it is. I cuz you're fighting a losing battle these days. There's is you're surrounded. We are surrounded. There is a double-sided attack. It's the battle of the bastards, but it's a battle of the idiots and we are just in the middle. We just like they just showed up to a field. I was asleep in a tent and the battle of the bastards with idiocy on both sides. Have decided to use my field to fight in. I'm like, "I guys, get my tent, my pots my pans. If you don't mind, I'm going to clear out." You idiots can have
1: at it. I want Rob Manfred. I want whoever's calling the shots in NCAA. I want any of these idiot politicians. I want to sit them all in my room and one by one just go, take me through your thought process. Take me through, Rob, that the Florida Marlins are going to play 47 games and the Mets will play 60. Take me through how this is fair.
0: Oh, he's like, it's not fair, but we're going to
1: do it. Take me through how most of college football is not going to play a season but the power 5 is take me through this
0: but they they're not even are they're not even arguing it makes sense they're just arguing
1: it makes money then just say it. It, it dude that's all my thing now at this point we're all we're all hypocritical we all make statements that or we do things in our life that contradict ourselves, I get that. I do it all the time too. But just say it, just say it. Just say, I don't want to mess with my money in China if I'm in Hollywood or if I'm the NBA. Just say it, it's cool. You don't want to mess with your money, just be honest. I don't want to mess with my money sometimes so I don't do things or I do things. Just fucking say it. It's good to be back. You're like welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the future. I mean, I almost went off on that. A guy is setting up a tent on Mildred.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got to nip that in the bud. You know, but also be careful because nip, nip that in the butt. Yeah. Be careful because uh, the the police have no interest in helping you. I like if I were you, and you want to, I would call the police and say that there's a guy on your block that's protesting police brutality. Maybe they'll show up because if you call the police and say, Hey, there's a guy who's about to start a new tent city on Mildred. They're going to be like, cool. We don't give a fuck. They're not helping you at all. Say somebody is fighting for civil rights on your block and try to get this taken care of immediately. Have them come and mace the guy to death. Or
1: I just hop in that hatchback. Bye forever. I f- I fit one suitcase in that hatchback. You can't fit much in it, and just drive. Or
0: just run. You can put you put those seats down. You can get a lot of stuff in there. You think? I've had golf clubs. In, I've had multiple golf clubs in your hatchback. You're I've like had a, I've I've, I've had a surfboard in your hatchback. You had a surfboard in my car. I think I had a surfboard. I think I had a surfboard in your car. Prior to even this, I think you let me use it once before, like in the past. I threw my not not a huge one, not like a nine zero, you know, but like a, my six my six three.
1: I meant to ask you this. Overall, one to ten, what do you give the Corolla Hatchback uh, as a vehicle? As in, as far as efficiency, gas, gas in, is great. Yeah,
0: gas is great. Uh, it's small overall. It's small. I'd give it an eight. It's it's small, but for a city car, it's good. Yeah, it's solid eight.
1: Solid eight. Yeah. Yeah, it's reliable. It's reliable.
0: It gets the job done. Yeah. a little tight if you're in a back seat. Sure, you, you know? don't you don't want
1: three people in that car. You don't want three people.
0: Yeah, but but those seats go down. And then you got you got plenty of space in the back.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: solid eight, especially for L.A. or you know a, a city car. Yeah, I liked it.
1: You take it to other places, they call you names. Yeah, I take that bad boy back to Ohio. are they going to say to me
0: but that's the thing everybody you know there's there's the truck nuts guys but beyond the truck nuts guys i mean the majority of the cars we're in america are you know japanese korean whatever like people sure people jumped that truck a long time ago. oh yeah buy american oh yeah there's a michael keaton movie about it in the 80s (laughs) was that like gung-ho or something like that you remember that movie yeah. Where they take over like or Toyota takes over like a Detroit car factory. Well, and
1: most by the way, in most of these Honda Toyota, they have huge plants. The cars are yeah. made
0: in America. Yeah, exactly. Just like Budweiser is made in, you know, wherever now. Yeah.
1: Which is why
0: I would never touch this stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you if you by the way, if you are going we're gonna get to some calls, but if you're gonna invest with a great American company that's actually right by us. It's our friends at Game Theory Picks.
0: Game Theory Picks, a Venice local company.
1: A Venice local company. You can get... How long that lasts? (laughs) Yeah. I'd like to see their odds on that. Those guys are going to relocate for sure. You can get weekly, monthly, or yearly subscription options. Major League Baseball, NBA, and the NHL are currently... Happen like you have so many options to make your picks right now.
0: Yeah, I love I love the guys at Game Theory Picks. They they helped me. They've helped me again this year. Like I love bubble basketball, and uh, I I've su- I subscribe to Game Theory Picks, and I like again between Game Theory Picks and stakes and having a couple Miller lights in the fridge. Like I I had so much invested in that in that Nets Celtics game yesterday. I had real money. I had fake money. I had all the, was, it's like, I'm thriving. I'm really thriving. Yeah. The NBA bubble, the bubble NBA is back. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah. So go to GameTheoryPicks.com and use promo code FREEWEEK. Now, they didn't update the ad. Shout out to my guys over there. I'm assuming, guys, we're going to be still good on this through this week. Do it for our listeners, because this was before August 1st. But can I go ahead and just extend it? Like, can I do that? I think you did. Do I have? Did, th- I think you just did it. Do I have that power? I think you just did. What's the date today? Like the fifth. Today's the fifth or sixth. Sixth. I'm gonna extend it through the weekend. Which, do it. Which is what the ninth. Yes. You get your first week free <laughs> through the ninth. Just go to gametheorypicks.com and drop promo code free week. These guys are going to help you. It's going to make the games that much more enjoyable. Win you a few bucks. GameTheoryPicks.com promo code free week. Joe, we have calls again. Are you excited about that?
0: I am. I have one question about the calls because if uh, if this isn't mentioned in the calls, I want to mention it because a lot of people have been tagging me in this stuff and then pe- telling Are there any calls about Carmelo Anthony? No. Okay, so I just want to I just want to settle something right now. A lot of people are uh, sharing the Carmelo Anthony apology form. A lot of people have been tagging me in the Carmelo Anthony highlights. There's still a lot of Carmelo Anthony slurpers out there. I got to say, Carmelo Anthony slurpers are up there with some of the weirdest folks ever. Uh, I triggered some of your Russell Wilson stands yesterday. They were very angry um, after Mr. What is it? Unlimited made his appearance. Yeah, that was Uh, pretty bad. I triggered some of those guys by merely reposting the cringiest video of all time. But a lot of people are tagging me in this Carmelo Anthony thing, and they're going like, oh, you know, like, look at how Carmelo Anthony's playing. He's hitting big shots. To which I have to say this. It has been obvious for a full decade, a decade, that Carmelo Anthony's purpose... I mean the Olympics that he really th- like thrived in was what 2012 2008 I mean he had he had back to back like great olympic performance I, I want to say 2008 2012 and he th- he thrived in those olympics because he was a spot up shooter It has been obvious for a decade that a 3 and D although let's be honest Carmelo Anthony's never going to play defense is who he has become. He is not a world-class go-to leading man anymore. He has been this guy and should have been this guy for a decade. And And now people are going, look at you, I don't know, he's playing. Guys, we can't give somebody credit for figuring out how to play the role that they should have been playing for eight years in like year 17 of his career. He finally figured out that this is his thing, and I'm supposed to be like, "Oh, great job, Carmelo." No, this is actually all of this success is why Carmelo Anthony is trash, because it took him this long to start doing what he should have, what he was basically clearly and only qualified to do for the last eight seasons. So no, yeah, I'm not giving Carmelo Anthony any credit for finally realizing that this is that everybody has been screaming him at him to do.
1: You're giving him no credit
0: for for figuring out eight years too late to start spotting up and shooting threes instead of hard pound dribble long twos that he that he did for a decade too long. I guess my response would be, this is a guy on his deathbed who was like a. Th- This is what it is. This is somebody who is, you know, death to all homosexuals their whole life on their deathbed being like, they're good people, too. We should allow them to get married. It's like you don't get this this deathbed reversal of the worst, most horrific, inhumane take you've ever had. You don't get credit for figuring that out now. No, no. You should have been on that board, that train the whole fucking time. This is Carmelo's deathbed confession. His deathbed opinion reversal. I mean, look. They've played three games. And he's hit some big shots in literally all of them. Good. It took him 17 years?
1: You know, he's not exactly— Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to get picky. He's not exactly— He had a really good first game against Memphis— but he's not exactly lighting it up from field goal range.
0: No, and it's fine. But even that, good. Congratulations. He has figured out he's a role player. It took, he has been on four fucking teams in the five year span where everybody's going, dude, you're a role player now. You're a role player now. You're a role player now. And he's doing press conferences. He's like, I'm coming off the bench. Me? I'm coming off the bench. Who, who's he played for? The Rockets, the Thunder. The Trailblazers, the Knicks, the Nuggets.
1: So basically, since he went to OKC, he struggled with that role-player role.
0: What do you mean he struggled with that role-player role in New York? Lynn Sanity happened because Carmelo Anthony was out. The, The whole thing was, this is... Great, but Carmelo Anthony's going to ruin it. Unless Carmelo Anthony can come back and be the second guy on this team, this whole thing goes up and he goes to shit. And he came back. He forced himself back as the number one. They they get rid of – he runs D'Antoni out of town, and that's the end of New York basketball success. Yeah. And they have a little bit of leftover success where they're still running his offense and they still have a lot of the guys there and they win one fucking playoff series or whatever. They get boat raced out of the second round by the Pacers, and that's it. And then he goes on to have five of the worst seasons in the history of the New York Knicks franchise.
1: Do you want to get some calls? Yeah, let's do it.
3: All right, fellas, let's try this again. Who are your top three NBA former or current players that you enjoy watching their YouTube highlight reels? Mine are... Vince Carter, Kyrie Irving, and Walter Herman. All right. Love to hear what you say.
1: Later.
0: Who's Walter Herman?
1: Is he messing with us?
0: I, I've never, I've literally never heard the name Walter Herman. Uh, I don't watch YouTube highlight reels. I love watching Steve Nash highlight reels. I love Steve Nash. I like watching passing highlight reels. Like, I like watching the LeBron James passing supercuts. I like watching uh, Steve Nash. I like watching Magic. I like watching Jason Williams, White Chocolate. I love watching passing highlight reels.
1: You want to see Walter Herman? Sure. Is this a joke? This has got to be a parody, right?
0: How many views does this have? Does this guy just get us
1: 21,000? He played for the Pistons. Jason Kidd.
0: I like watching Jason Kidd highlights. I love watching. That's what I prefer when I watch basketball highlight reels, which I do from time to time. It's always a uh, passer. Oh, and Bird. I like Bird's highlight reel as well. Because Bird's got a lot of great passing and a lot of great shooting. Those are my dudes.
1: Yeah, I don't really do YouTube highlight
0: reels. You should. Steve Nash is like top ten assists of all time. So it's pretty enjoyable. Although
1: when Nick was on my couch, we, we'd watch some. Yeah. I think that's more of a younger generation thing. Yeah. You know, it's just not my
0: thing. Passing guys and Bird, who's also a passing guy, and LeBron, who's also a passing guy.
1: I actually love watching uh, the Bad Boys Pistons set mean blocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Picks, I mean, you know. Yeah.
0: Uh, pulling guys down in the lane. Yeah. Laying on top of them. That's my favorite.
1: Yeah. All right, let's hear from CT, Hall of Fame Dirtball.
3: Tell us. CT, formerly from Seattle here, lifelong Seattle Kraken fan. It's good to have you back together in the same booth. to missing it. Good to have the hotline back. A lot of things have changed. No longer in Seattle. Still in Washington State, though. Joe, love all the golf you're playing. Makes me happy. Andy, get on the course. Drink some clubs. Uh, to that point, quick question. If you could have uh drop, any force up with the caddy on the cor- golf course, who would you pick? Of course, my choice Ooh. would be Andy, Joe, and Doug Coker, caddy, Sangha. That would be a good round. Actually, I'd probably take uh, Steph Curry, because I've heard he's really good. I want to see how good he is at golf. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, he looks tall. he probably hit some bombs. Uh, and then Kevin Costner, probably hit a few in the water. Eventually, make it over. My caddy would be Phil Mickelson. Seemed like a nice guy. All right, guys. Good to talk to you again. Stay dirty. Go Cougs. Fuck the Huskies.
0: It's our Hall of Fame. Dirtball. Rental car dirtball CT. Sounds like he rented one of his own convertibles to make that call. <laughs> <laughs> so his question was, our golf foursome with a caddy.
1: I did hit the links this weekend.
0: I know. Yeah, you, you, you golfed in St. Louis, right?
1: Yeah. I did I gotta share my, my pit bull story. So I golf my buddy belongs to a country club, Norwood Country Club in St. Louis. And Mr. Worldwide is a member. <laughs> So we're on the fourth hole. Mind you, this is the second time I've golfed in tw- like twenty years. My buddy's about to tee out. My buddy can golf. This is it's his the country club he belongs to. My buddy probably golfs. I don't know, three four times every week, year round. Right before he tees off, a pit bull and another dog run out, and my buddy drills the ball with his driver. My buddy drives it every time, probably 250, 275, and he hits it. The dog snaps argh, and lunges for my buddy. It's a pit bull that looks like it needs to eat. You see its nipples, which means it just had kids. The area is surrounded by the hood. Just so everybody knows, St. Louis is so weird like that. Rich country club surrounded by the hood. So God knows where this dog's been. I'm just going to be honest. I am terrified. I jump in the golf cart. I refuse to golf that hole. Because the pit bull followed the other cart. We were in a foursome up to, to where the balls were. I was like, I'm just not golfing. There was a wild pit bull on the golf course with another dog. Two feral dogs. That's crazy. On the golf course. And so you, and, and they eventually
0: just disappeared?
1: They eventually like went off into the brush somewhere. And then we get to the next hole and we're watching. Then they ran out towards the next foursome. I'm like, guys, there is a wild pit bull who is basically trying to attack people. It looked like it was going to eat someone for this next meal. I was terrified. Yeah, sounds sounds terrifying. My friends also called me a bitch for not golfing that hole. And I said, I am sitting in the cart holding the driver <laughs> if this thing comes near me.
0: That's funny because I golfed with Laz the other day. and He was like, I wish I could bring King. To, to golf with us, and I was like, there's a course in Manhattan Beach where you can bring your dogs. They just say clean up after them.
1: King is a dog that's taken care of.
0: Yeah. Although he'd be, a, I have a feeling he'd be a wild man on the course as well, chasing balls and killing birds and stuff.
1: But this thing was not, this thing growled and lunged at my buddy. Yeah. Like I so said. You're,
0: so you'd like to have Michael Vick in your foursome, just for should this happen again? You got somebody who knows how to handle this situation. Who's your who's your dream foursome?
1: My dream golf foursome? Hmm. I mean, CT went dead people. Like he used Abe Lincoln, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You go first. Let me let me think about it. Well,
0: this. I mean, I I'm I'm trying to like do a mixed bag of like different personalities and different like what people bring to the table, but like Bill Murray, golf golfer, loves to golf. Hilarious! Like I, I want to hang out with Bill Murray doing anything. So it seems like a no-brainer to have him be a part of my golf foursome, since he would probably love to be there. So, uh, I, Barkley loves to golf. Seems like a fun guy to hang out with. I don't want to be the worst golfer in my group, so I'm bringing in Barkley. I'm bringing a worse golfer than me. So I've got Bill Murray, me. Barkley. And then I feel like, you know, the thing to to do would be to like if you're gonna get to golf with a couple celebs, like have a friend there to have a good time, right? Like I maybe I'll bring Pete Sistaro, who's a big golfer. So one like you know, we could we could pair up, like me and Bill Murray versus like Sestaro and Barkley. So I'll bring a golfing friend, Barkley, Bill Murray, and then a caddy, I don't know. Uh I want my caddy. I want to be um, Magnus van Magnusson. Remember the guy who used to win all the uh, strongman competitions? Yeah. Because I want him carrying six hundred Miller Lights in a knapsack. <laughs> like, okay. I want a guy who can carry the most beer. Yeah. Um, maybe even like, remember they used to do the keg toss? Yeah. I want him bringing a full keg of beer. I want him carrying a a tapped keg of Miller Lite. Magnus Van Magnusen. I like it. That's my that's my foursome. No
1: comedians.
0: Bill Murray's a comedian-ish. I mean, he was a... Sure. You know, he's a sketch guy. He was a Second City guy. I gotta have... Also, Dave. Pizza Star was a comedian. How dare you? <laughs> Basically, it's three <laughs> comedians, Charles Barkley, and a world
1: strong man. I gotta have Dave Chappelle. Okay. I think he'd be chill. I think there'd be laughs. You'd be... Talking about random stuff. Dave. Why we got a hit from the whites? Dayton. Playing in Dayton. Got to go somebody hometown. You just have to. And if I'm going to go hometown Cincinnati, he'll keep it interesting with the bets. You got to go Pete Rose. Ooh, okay. A lot of gambling on the course. A lot of gambling. A lot of shit talking. I feel... That dude's got stories. Right? Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna have like an old school guy, I, I love the gambling. Now the fourth
0: So you got a comedian and an athlete. We're on the same wavelength so far. The
1: fourth, do I wanna go celebrity? Or do I want to go like a family member or something like that? That's
0: exactly what I just did. So you're taking your boy Cutter out there with you and Dave Chappelle and Pete Rose? Cutter doesn't make it. I take my brother Greg. Cutter does not make the Cutter. Love you, Cutter. So Greg, you, Dave Chappelle, and Pete Rose. Yeah. And who's your caddy? Can Cutter carry your bag? <laughs>
1: I'm thinking about somebody that I don't like,
0: to, to, so you can treat them like trash.
1: Yeah, but actually, I, I don't like that approach. That's, kind of, that's I don't want that negative energy. Yeah, exactly. What about an attractive woman? Strong, strong play. Or is that
0: too? Who who's carrying your bag? What what lady is carrying your bag? Precious. Oh no! Cancelled. 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 <laughs> You think Dave Chappelle's going to let you have Precious carrying your bag and I'll roast you the whole time?
1: <laughs> I was thinking more, you know, she's a large woman. Yeah. It had nothing to do with her. And you attract? You were
0: like, how about an attractive woman? You're like, an attractive large woman.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, how about carrying the bag? I don't know. That's a tough one. I, li- I liked your angle, though. Yeah. How you went. So I could just get another athlete who's just a big dude.
0: Just get J.J. Watt carrying your bag, giving you inspirational speeches?
1: No, I'd rather have Gronk.
0: Gronk, okay. Gronk, Gronk's going to... But, you see, it's a similar theory to mine, except Gronk's drinking half your Miller Lights along the way. But Gronk's but at fun. At least he'd be fun. Yeah, he'd be fun to party with.
1: So I go Gronk. Okay, I like it. Yeah. I feel like my foursome is somewhat feasible, more feasible than yours. Okay,
0: what? Where's the where's the less feasibility of mine? I picked the guys who actually golf and play in celebrity golf events. I got two guys from Ohio. Right, you're already stuck. Look at this. You're so moving back to Ohio. You're in Los Angeles, bro. What is this local? Oh, I'm gonna play on my Ohio crew. Three guys from Ohio. Yeah,
1: and Gronk, and Gronk. You no, we'll just golf in Yellow Springs. <laughs> Where Chappelle lives. Does it, is there a good course there? No, I don't know. I have no clue. My buddy has a golf simulator, which was.
0: I've seen those. are sick.
1: Bro. You hit real golf. You play real rounds.
0: No, I know. I've seen it. There's one There's one kid uh, on TikTok who's like in a quest hit a hole-in-one on the famous seventh at Pebble Beach on a simulator, and he comes really close. By the way, I, I hit a ball at Penn Penmar- Laz and I played, and Nate Craig. Two former guests of the show played a threesome the other day. We played 27 holes at Penmar. Wow. We just kept looping around, looping around, looping around. I'm the second nine. And I was all over the place. Laz was like, Laz was within like two strokes of himself, like on every round through. I went 51 on the first nine, 38 on the second nine, and then 44. But the second nine, I hit a ball like just outside of a foot, dead on the pin. Like, I mean – Dead straight, right in front of about a foot short of the of, of an ace on the third there at Penmar.
1: Let's get out in the next week. I want to get out for real. Can't wait. Let's do it. Talk to my. I have to. I have to ah, I have to hit the driving range first. But I'm like, whatever.
0: I'm I'm wanting to hit the driving range, and I I almost don't even know I should do this, but like so. I went down this whole wormhole of a conversation with Nate Craig and Andy Lazarus, and they both made me feel like an asshole. And then I called Pete Zistaro, who's a very accomplished golfer and who's a guy who thinks a little bit outside the box. But I read something. You know, there's a lot of everybody's talking to me about my takeaway and my backswing, and here's how you have to adjust your backswing. Don't do this in your backswing. And I read an article that said 70% of uh, errors in a golf swing come during your backswing. To which I just wondered, why do you even need a fucking backswing? Why don't we just go full Albert Pujols star- style? Start where you're going to attack the ball from. Why do I need to address the ball down at the tee? Why don't I just put it up in the perfect spot and just attack the ball?
1: Ooh, and, some Happy Gilmore shit right there. And
0: Nate Craig and Laz were like, eh, you're going to lose power. And and I said, The the the, I'm not a scientist, but the idea that you're going to lose, you have to stop and come back. So everything I know about physics tells me in that moment where you stop your momentum going back, you're at zero energy and you begin to come forward. So you're not going to lose power. You may lose some accuracy by not like addressing the ball and coming back to that point with your hands. But anyway, they made me feel like an asshole, and then I approached with with pizza star, and he's like, "I think you should try it. I think it's a great idea." <laughs> so I, I support so it. So I think we should go to the driving range just so I can start the pool holes era of golf. Just hands up, in my, I'm starting my swing from my backswing. From my from the top of my swing, I should say. I support it.
1: No backswing. So our last call today is actually a, a DM question. Matt Condenny? And Donnie, he he DM'd us. His question is for me, given the current circumstances that sports are dealing with this year, would you rather see the Cincinnati Reds win a World Series or have the Bengals with Joe Burrow in his first year make it to the Super Bowl but lose? I mean, come on, bro. Come on. This isn't easy. Of course I'd rather see the Reds win the World
0: Series. So here's my question for you. If you were told that the Reds would win the World Series this year, but they wouldn't win the World Series for X more years after this, how big is that number where you'll still agree to it? Like if if somebody said that the Reds win this year in a shortened season, but they don't win for 10 more years. You in? Yeah. You're in? Yeah. 10 years? Yeah. Wow. 15? They don't win for 15 more years. So they win this year. They win. They don't win again until at least 2035. 15 years of Reds baseball. You don't have to watch. They're not going to win. No. So 12 years?
1: Let's stick at 10.
0: 10. 10 is the... See, that's too high for me.
1: Well... They last won 30 years ago.
0: I understand. I said that. I've been saying it.
1: 30 years ago. I've been saying
0: it to everybody on the list. I'm like, this is what the the Mets will somehow win the World Series this year and then go another 35 years without winning a fucking World Series, and I'll be furious. Because it'll be like, you know, well, you won once in
1: 70 years, and it was like this short season. I mean, when you really think about that, that's insane. I'm 38. I'm thinking I, I'm i capping at, at five. I could go 10. This would be such a bullshit year, though. See? It really would. I'm
0: not even sure. Yeah, five is even difficult for me because it's like
1: it's barely, it'd be barely a fucking win. It's such a weird season. The hotline is 310 359 eight three six five drop a call comment question and we'll play it on the show that's it look at us doing a long episode again
0: there we go we're back
1: we're back bitches i get those golf clubs man yeah they're just a
0: couple blocks away ben ben goldsmith's got him holding on to him for you he golfed with laz and i he's ready for you to grab him whenever you need perfect
1: Guys, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty Sports. You can follow me at Andy Reuther,
0: At Joe Prano on Instagram, at Fix Your Life on Twitter, at JoePrano on Venmo. Uh rate review and subscribe to our podcast.
1: Yeah. I gotta send out some koozies. Wow, it's been a minute. Guys, thanks for the support. It's good to be back in uh Crazy Town. Crazy Town USA. Have a great week. Stay safe. And as always, stay dirty.